feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Lovely Rita, meet a maid, nothing can come between us. When it gets dark, I tow your heart away. Standing by a parking meter. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, it was a huge historic win for President Trump last night during the Iowa caucus. You were with me live as all the results were coming in, and we also heard from President Trump. And of course, it only took a few seconds for members of the media and also those on the Democratic side to start throwing barbs. Right away, they were like, wait a minute, uh, he got 51%. Well, 51% is the biggest victory in modern times of the Iowa caucus. It is the first in the nation contest, and that's a huge deal. And everybody was saying, well, if he gets this, if he gets that, well, he exceeded expectations. He even had bigger numbers than he has been in some of the polls. And it was a clear trouncing of a victory compared to the number two and number three, which, you know, was Ron DeSantis. And then right behind him was Nikki Haley. And within minutes, it seems like the media and the Democratic Party went right for MAGA, 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 and also started saying, well, you know what, Um, it can't be that big of a victory. It was only X percent. It was only this. What are you kidding me? For somebody who is in a multi-candidate field and goes to Iowa, if you look at also the money, he spent $18 million there in Iowa, their campaign with ads and other things. But the other candidates who got less than half what he got, and in fact, all of them combined didn't get what he got, well, they spent, some of them, $30 million plus. So I would say he did a good job for his money. I mean, do the math. Obviously, it was a resounding win, but they just can't stand President Trump. And they're in such unbelievable Trump denial from beginning to end. Everything they say is like, oh, I can't believe that he won. It almost looked like it was a morgue last night when the results were coming in. And the results, as we know, came in with just a few minutes. Face it, everybody. He trounced everybody. He dominated the race. He won handily. And you should be objective enough to be able to step back and say this was a huge victory. And I would say it no matter what party the person's from. Anybody who suddenly is in a very crowded field with a lot of money spent on all sides and a lot of candidates and it's Iowa and it's the first race first competition of the presidential season. It's the first official one for the GOP. It's a clear victory. There's no gray. You know, anybody would say that. It doesn't matter if you're a Republican or Democrat. There were a few Democrats out there saying, wow, boy, this was a huge night for Trump. Some were saying it was a bad night for democracy. Uh, But I guess their version of democracy is having uh, Joe Biden and his team going after Trump uh, 91 counts or more. But they can't even appreciate the fact that this person pulled a resounding victory. It was also a resounding victory for people's voices to be heard. 
It is clear that the conservative movement in America is a populist movement. Uh, It was very much a vote of the people. You could see that people out there were saying in the exit polls, they wanted change. They desperately wanted change. They were like, it is clear that America is going in the wrong direction. It is clear that there are problems in this country. They don't like what they're seeing in foreign policy. They don't like absolutely what they're seeing in the border. That was the number one issue in the exit polls. So why can't they just come right out and say it? And is this a sign of what is to come? Because some of the networks were like, oh, as soon as Trump starts speaking, they let him speak for like five seconds. Some of them didn't even cover it at all. That, to me, is shameful. How could they look at themselves in the mirror and say that they're broadcasters? This was an enormous night by anybody's standards, and it's an important night in American political history. You always cover all the different contests, and especially the first one. Nobody knew where the polls were going to be, if they were going to be accurate or not. And yet, God forbid they give this guy airtime. They are so in the tank for Joe Biden and so in the tank against Donald Trump that they will do anything. And that is such a sad testament. Boy, do they live in a bubble and they just don't even see what's happening. And that, to me, is a sad state of affairs for America. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222, and this is The Rita Cosby Show. Well, here is Trump last night, right after his big win in Iowa, and he sounded pretty presidential to me. It sounded pretty gracious to me. I can't see why they had to cut away. Take a listen. Well, I want to thank everybody. This has been some period of time, and most importantly, We want to thank the great people of Iowa. Thank you. We love you all. What a turnout. What a crowd. And I really think this is time now for everybody, our country, to come together. We want to come together, uh, whether it's Republican or Democrat or liberal or conservative. It would be so nice if we could come together and straighten out the world and straighten out the problems and straighten out all of the death and destruction that we're witnessing. That's practically never been like this. It's uh, just so important. And I want to make that a very big part of our message. We're going to come together. It's going to happen soon, too. It's going to happen soon. And he said, listen, things are falling apart in this country. I talked about the border. We talked about the economy, crime. There's a lot of things you can look at and go, things do not look good. Also, look at what's going on overseas. Look at all the protests happening in this country. Look at all the threats to America and our allies, uh, whether it's coming from Iran or if it's coming from North Korea, China, Russia. There are so many threats out there. And this is what President Trump said, uh, saying he wants America to be great again. But, you know, the truth is the people in our country are great. They're all great. uh, We love Iowa, but they're all great. They only want to see one thing. They want our country to come back. They're embarrassed by what's going on. Our country is laughed at all over the world. They're laughing at us and they want our country to come back. They want America. You know, they want us to be great again. It's a very simple MAGA, make America great again. And America first. America first is a very important part of MAGA. That 
that sure sounds like a positive message about this country. So why suddenly the Trump bashing from the get-go? Listen to what the governor of Illinois, Governor Pritzker, said. He was there last night, sort of sent as an emissary, if you will, for President Joe Biden. And, of course, he couldn't say, boy, this is amazing. A candidate wins 51 percentage points. That's a real big deal. Uh, Obviously, we're going to go up against him. They could say that. But no, they tried to spin the numbers. They couldn't even give Trump one shred of victory or say anything gracious about the GOP. Listen to what Governor Pritzker had to say about this. Uh, Listen to this turn of events of how he phrased somebody who clobbered the biggest number in Iowa history. But it's not good enough for Governor Pritzker, the Democrat from Illinois. Almost half of the base of the Republican showing up for this caucus tonight voted against Donald Trump. Think about that. I mean, this is the most famous Republican. He's the guy who, you know, basically built the modern Republican Party, the MAGA Republican Party that Democrats are running against. And half the people in that party didn't vote for Donald Trump. So I think that is telling. It tells you the weakness of Donald Trump and also the opportunity for Democrats, because in the end, look, Uh, If the base doesn't turn out for Donald Trump in the general election enthusiastically and Democrats turn out its base, this is all about, you know, independents and independents don't like Donald Trump. So I think we're in a pretty good uh, place tonight to 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 see what's happening on the Republican side. Uh, If Donald Trump, in fact, is the uh, uh, winner tonight and able to win in New Hampshire and in South Carolina, probably the race is over. Yeah, probably it's over, but boy, uh, 49% didn't pick him. I mean, give me a break. You look at President Biden's approval ratings right now, he has 33% approval ratings overall, even lower when it comes to immigration, border, economy. Uh, That is pathetic. Uh, But yet you don't hear the Democrats saying it. They're making it sound like people can't wait to go out and vote for Biden. Is there anybody out there who can't wait to go and vote for Biden? I don't know a single person, even uh, diehard Democratic friends of mine. They're not dying to go and vote for President Biden. Uh, They want to know if he's awake or not. That's what they're thinking. And this to me was the most shameful display that I saw last night. And I couldn't believe this. Here is President Trump doing his victory speech, a deserved one after a clobbering like that, that he had of the other candidates there in Iowa, right? And again, remember, he didn't spend as much time. He didn't spend as much money. It is an enormous victory, a historic victory for Iowa by all accounts, right? And CNN goes to his speech, and then he starts talking about wanting to seal the border, That sounds to me like a logical thing. That sounds to me like, wow, I care about American borders. I care about our U.S. national security. That's a president who cares about protecting America as opposed to this one that we have now, who's like, come one, come all. Don't worry if we check you or vet you. And I couldn't believe this moment. Listen to the CNN host, Jake Tapper, because as soon as President Trump starts talking about wanting to seal the border, checking who is coming into this country to vet them, suddenly Jake Tapper basically insinuated that President Trump and the GOP and anybody who's MAGA is racist. Listen to this. This is horrible. We're going to seal up the border. 
Because right now we have an invasion. We have an invasion of millions and millions of people that are coming into our country. I can't imagine why they think that's a good thing. Donald Trump declaring victory with a historically strong showing in the Iowa caucuses. If these numbers hold the biggest victory for a non-incumbent president in the modern era for this contest, a relatively subdued speech as these things go so far, although here he is right now under under my voice, you hear him repeating his anti-immigrant rhetoric. Anti-immigrant rhetoric, because he said we got to seal the border and there's an invasion of millions of people. All of that is true. You, We suddenly have close to 10 million people coming into our country under this president. We don't know who they are. Many of them have already been found to be on the terrorist watch list more than the last seven years combined. And for some reason, if you say, hey, I want to protect our borders, you come across as anti-immigrant. That is shameful. I can't believe that to me is disgusting. Your thoughts about all of this. And is this just going to be a par for the course? This is the first victory. There's going to be a lot of contests in this GOP nomination. And what? Anytime you start saying uh, we should protect our borders, that's anti-immigrant. Are you crazy? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll take your calls after the break. I cannot believe they dumped out when he said seal the borders. That is incredible. The Rita Cosby Show. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Iowa counties, the one that he didn't win, well, Nikki Haley beat him by one vote. So that's a trouncing by anybody's account. And yet the media is starting to play the same games that we saw them play, especially in 2020. Remember in 2016, they were covering quite a bit of him. And yeah, CNN was putting him on. Remember, he had those town halls and all those other things, which was a big uproar at CNN. And then last night when he starts talking about sealing the border, the host, Jake Tapper, says, well, you know what, Uh, let's cut away from this anti-immigrant rhetoric as if Jake Tapper is the barometer of what's good for America. What, an open border when he starts saying we have an invasion of millions of people? Anybody who spent time in the border will tell you that. But that is construed as anti-immigrant rhetoric protecting America. That is shameful. And it just shows that so many members of the media 
are living in a downright bubble that they have no clue what real Americans care about and why real Americans want to protect this country. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Norm. Line one. Uh, Norm, your reaction to all this. What a night. Yeah. Um, it, listen, it's clear that the, um, the American popular media, they're not journalists. They're propagandists. And, uh, I mean, the usage of the term rhetoric, I, I went and I looked up rhetoric in the dictionary, and rhetoric means... Um, Let's see. Rhetoric, um, declamatory, figurative speech, um, showy, oratory. Uh, you know, that, that, that's, a, that's a very opinionated man who claims he's a journalist, Mr. Tapper. He claims he's a journalist, but yet he's putting, obviously, he's putting his opinion in, in, into the things he's talking about. I mean, where's, you know, where's Walter Cronkite? Excuse me. I don't remember uh, Walter Cronkite speaking like that. I don't I don't I don't recall. Since when did these so-called journalists, since when did they 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 feel the need to put their two cents in? And I just it, it you know, it I find it disturbing. Yeah, I do, too. I do, too. And I also think it, it's there's something really um uh, just uh, uh, almost uh, like a like a, a communist state, like a Russian state, like a banana republic to say, OK, we're not going to cover this person. You know, I mean, who are they to say that that rhetoric is not appropriate? First off, it was absolutely appropriate. And guess what? I mean, these people are so stupid, Norm, that if you look at the exit polls, the exit polls from Iowa were showing the biggest issue from the people in Iowa. And there are great people there in Iowa. I've been to the Iowa caucuses in the past. You know, they care about protecting this country. Immigration and border was number one, even before economy and inflation. So they don't understand what real America and what the rest of America outside their little bubble and their little media organization, what people are really talking about. Uh, it, what it's, it's unfathomable that Americans would care about protecting the homeland and the security. Uh, bravo to Iowa for calling it out. Maybe Biden will finally wake up and seal the border. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, and this Back the Blue segment is sponsored by GoyaCares.com because you are a precious gift from God. Also, we honor, of course, our men and women in law enforcement, which Goya does every single day, especially Bob Unanway, who is the head of Goya. 
Well, a very sad story coming from New York City, uh, but thankfully the officers are going to survive. This just happened a few hours ago. Two NYPD cops were shot and wounded in Brooklyn today after a suspect with a lengthy rap sheet grabbed an officer's gun and opened fire as the officers tried to arrest him, according to police. One of the officers was hit in the hand. The other officer was struck in the leg after 39-year-old Melvin Butler allegedly fired the cop's gun while resisting arrest. Now, police at the scene then returned fire and they struck Butler in the stomach and leg during the melee, which happened at a Brownsville, Brooklyn apartment building. The suspect, who was accused of assaulting his mother inside the apartment soon before the shooting, was loaded into an ambulance and taken to a local hospital where he's listed in critical but stable condition. The two wounded cops were taken to Kings County Hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Officials say that the perp, Butler, was a repeat offender who had served 15 years in prison for an attempted murder rap back in 2004 and had other recent arrests, including violating an order of protection and third-degree assault. Very, very sad news that these two officers were shot. Um, And, of course, we will keep you posted. But, again, they are saying non-life-threatening injuries. But it is such a powerful reminder of how dangerous it is every single day for our law enforcement when they go out there to protect all of us. And often these domestic violence calls often turn out to be the most difficult, the most deadly, the most dangerous because emotions are rolling high and they never know what they are walking into. And again, we always love doing our Back the Blue segment here every night on the Rita Cosby Show so we can honor our brave men and women in law enforcement. Well, President Trump is a big supporter of law enforcement. And last night, it seemed like every single demographic came out to support him in Iowa. If you look at some of the numbers, uh, evangelicals, which is a big group there in Iowa, they came out for him overwhelmingly. People under the age of 29, they came out. That was interesting. Uh, first time caucus goers, first time you know voters in that process, overwhelmingly came out for Trump. That was a very positive sign for him, as well as those who care about the border, those who care about the economy, uh, those who refer to themselves as, quote, MAGA. Um, those, it seemed like every single group, if you look at it, college educated, uh, those who only had high school degrees, every single category came out overwhelmingly, predominantly for President Trump. The only group that seemed to kind of switch over was uh, Nikki Haley when there were Democrats who suddenly, according to a number of people, uh, switch parties. They're allowed to if they switch party that day and then they vote as a Republican that day then they could vote for Nikki Haley or for whoever they wanted to. And a number of uh, folks in the exit poll said those people predominantly voted, understandably, for Nikki Haley. So interesting stuff there. But the bottom line is, clearly, Trump dominated the race. The 77-year-old is truly an energizer bunny. And after he was done with that, he showed up in a New York City courtroom today, and then he flew up to New Hampshire tonight, of course, because the New Hampshire primary is a week from tonight. So, boy, uh, another action-packed week next week. 
But of course, Democrats and the mainstream media, well, they could not give him any sort of kudos for what was definitely a historic win. Listen to Mitch Landrew. He is very closely aligned with the Biden administration, and he used this opportunity to swipe the phrase, make America great again. And he was on MSNBC this morning. Uh, You have seen in the last five or six months, every candidate for the presidency on the Republican side racing over to the extreme MAGA side of the party that Donald Trump clearly owns. The Republican Party that used to be uh, a a really great part of uh, the American political system is dead. Donald Trump owns the MAGA right. And last night, 50,000 Iowans, two thirds of whom believe uh, that the election was stolen, uh, election deniers, uh, and actually say it doesn't matter to them if the president of the United States is actually a convicted criminal, should tell you all you need to know about the current Republican Party. Well, maybe it's because the Democratic Party is throwing everything but the kitchen sink at President Trump. And they see it for what it's worth. They see it as you know, total pylon and all politically orchestrated. So why should they care if there's a conviction if it's a politically orchestrated system? I mean, I'm sure they're going to try to fight them, whether it's a violating a gag order, classified documents, uh, juries, especially with juries in New York and in D.C. Of course, they're going to find them. You got 91 counts. You got 91 chances. Give me a break. But here is Rachel Maddow last night on MSNBC And boy, you should hear the words that she used to describe things. This is right after Trump won in Iowa. Listen to this analysis. The big picture takeaway from that, and I don't mean to be, again, too dark, as you said, on this, but it is not, if we are worried about the rise of authoritarianism in this country, we are worried about potential rise of fascism in this country. If we're worried about our democracy falling to an authoritarian and potentially fascist form of government, the leader who is trying to do that is part of that equation. Mm-hmm. But people wanting that Correct. is a yeah. much mm-hmm. bigger part mm-hmm. of that That's equation. Right. And the American electorate is made up of two major parties. One of those parties has been flirting with extremism on the ultra-right for a very long time. They've brought them in in a way that they haven't been central to Republican electoral politics ever before. And I know because I've been studying this. But once you have radicalized one major party so that those are the preferences of the people who adhere to your party, the leader's interchangeable. And yes, Trumpism is sometimes what we call it. Mm -hmm. MAGA movement is probably a better way to do it. But there is an authoritarian Mm -hmm. movement inside Republican politics that isn't being bamboozled by Trump. Mm -hmm. They are pushing Trump to get more and more extreme because the more extreme things he says, the more they they adhere to him. And And that is coming from a very large proportion of the American right that adheres to the Republican Party. And that's why this is a Republican Party problem more than it is the problem Mm -hmm. of one man and his leader. Doesn't that tie together the... Oh, it can't be a problem with the Democratic Party. It can't be a problem with the fact that Joe Biden has been such a dismal president. I can't think of any policy that he has done, essentially, that's been good for America or for American security. I mean, there are so many things going on in the world right now with all the stuff with the Hootsies, which we'll get into in the next hour, all the protests that are taking place, too. There were protests at Sloan Kettering Cancer Hospital in New York, and the president didn't condemn that. Uh, This is really an unbelievable moment in American history. But according to Rachel Maddow, voters are radicalized if they supported for Trump. Uh, I mean, that is insane. And listen to Joy Reid. This is on MSNBC last night. I thought I heard it all. 
Um, and she's accusing Trump supporters of being racist and people who didn't vote for Nikki Haley, who's Indian. Uh, she says those who didn't vote for Nikki Haley, uh, well, they must be racist. Uh, but listen to what Joy Reid said. This was just shocking on MSNBC. But, you know, I feel like the important sort of data point and, and you know, Steve talks about it a lot. He's, he's going to probably talk about it a little more tonight is that these, these are white Christians. That this is a state that is overrepresented by white Christians that are going to participate in these caucuses, especially tonight. Um, I today, earlier today, reached out to Robert Jones, Robbie Jones, um, from the Public Religion Research Institute, knowing that we were going to talk about Iowa. And this is a hyper evangelical white state. And he said the following to me Iowa is about 61% white Christian. The country as a whole is approximately 41% white Christian. And in Iowa, we're talking about evangelical white Christians. And he said the following. Because I asked him, what do they get out of supporting Donald Trump? Because he keeps losing, he keeps delivering losses and losses and losses. And he said the following, they see themselves as the rightful inheritors of this country. And Trump has promised to give it back to them. All the things that we think about, about electability, about, you know, what are people gaming out or Mm -hmm. none of that matters when you believe that God has given you this country, that it is yours and that everyone who is not a white conservative Christian is a is a fraudulent American, is a less a less real American, then you don't care about electability. I love the dramatic music in there that like added a little extra drama. And then she went further. Listen to what she says about Nikki Haley, why Nikki Haley didn't win. It doesn't have to do that maybe she wasn't as good of a leader, wasn't as good as effective. Uh, No, she claims it's because she is an Indian American. Listen to this. New Hampshire. And I think to the point that you made, Steph, I mean, it's the elephant in the room. She's still a brown lady. That's got to try to win in a party that is deeply anti-immigrant and which accepts the notion that you can say immigrants are poisoning the blood of our country. She's getting, you know, birthered by Donald Trump. Um, and I don't go, care how much the donor class likes her, which will yeah. ramp up a lot, the better yeah. she does in New yes. Hampshire. So it's still a challenge. I don't see how she becomes the nominee of that party with Donald Trump still around. I can't picture it happening. Maybe it could happen. Ron DeSantis's only argument for staying in it is he's the white guy that he can still make the appeal to white. While we have New Hampshire. And I think that's unbelievable. That is shocking that she's getting birthered by Donald Trump because she's Indian American and clearly uh, that's why she came in number three. That to me is a despicable comment and how dare they say that. I mean, she worked hard. She spent a lot of money. She just came in third. Guess what? Uh, I don't think, you know, the fact she's Indian had anything to do with it. I think that is an outrageous statement, and I don't think Nikki Haley would ever say anything like that herself. I mean, that to me is a preposterous comment coming from MSNBC, but that is par for the course. That boy, if you ever thought they were in the tank for Biden, it is times 10 this election season. They know the stakes are that high. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Robert in Philly. Robert, uh, this is really shocking how quick... They suddenly go to, it's fascism, it's birtherism, uh, it's well, anti-immigrant. No, it's, Give me a break, Robert. I can't uh, believe uh, it. <laughs> well, first of all, Julie Reed is a racist pig, and I'm not even going to dignify by responding to her, okay? 
But Rachel Maddow is just as ignorant, okay? And I've told you before, they always accuse us of what they do. They're the ones that are indoctrinating school kids. They're the ones that are sexualizing elementary school kids. They're the ones that are silencing free speech, punishing people for having opposing narratives, throwing their political opposition in the jail. And they got the nerve to call us extremists. They're the ones burning down churches again. How dare she? That's the ignorance I'm talking about. And the fact that they cut away from Trump when he was about to make them look bad tells you all you need to know. Rita, we, me and you both know we're from the same age group. Pravda did that. That's what Pravda did Anytime somebody who opposed the regime spoke. They cut away from him and then just, you know, said bad things about him so that the people wouldn't give him any thought. MSNBC and CNN are keeping their viewers deliberately ignorant because they know that if they hear anything that could possibly be the truth, they're sunk. They got to lie to their people, and that's fine. But don't try to lie to us, lady, because we know reality because we don't pay attention to you morons in the mainstream media who are the primary threat to this country. They enable every other thing that is wrong with this country. They cover for it. They advocate for it. They are pure evil and the democratic party uses them if we had an honest media the democrats wouldn't get more than 40 percent of the vote you and i know it if we had an honest media joe biden would have been gone by now right yeah you know what i actually agree because they had covered so much and remember you know robert as we're talking about all this let's kind of go back even to 2020 where remember all the hunter biden stuff oh that's make-believe uh, that didn't happen. The laptop, that's, you know, Russian disinformation. And they never challenged the, you know, the Biden family, not just Hunter, but they never challenged the president, then the vice president running for president. And then he gets away with, remember what he said in the debate when he was so dismissive to President Trump, it turns out he orchestrated that letter with all the intel folks. But the media allowed that to happen. They allowed you know, the, some of the social media platforms to shut off New York Post. They allowed Joe Biden to get a pass. And yet anything that had to do with Trump, oh, that's got to be Russian disinformation if it's tied to Trump. Uh, but, oh, no, this certainly can't be true about nice Joe Biden. And here it is. Here's Hunter Biden, you know, in court on the gun charges. He's also got the tax charges. He's, you know, uh, defying Congress with the subpoena. Uh, I haven't seen too many of them say, boy, we were on we were taken for a ride. Do you think we'll ever see any sort of self uh, self-awareness, Robert, or no? Or is that just impossible? Hell no. They gave us a four year Russia collusion hoax. Rita, they they lied to their viewers for four years. And then afterwards, they could have said, oh, we were lied to. But they call the same people to keep lying. They don't change. They know they're lying. That's what makes them evil. You, you know what? I hate to say it, Robert. I actually agree with you because they can't be that stupid. You know, you can't give somebody the benefit of the doubt that much. And I think some of them, A, are, like you said, it's orchestrated. And I think others, they live in their little color, rosy color glasses and they sit and think that that's the way everybody else thinks. And guess what? That isn't the way everybody in America thinks. Uh, great points, Robert. We're going to continue your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show.
This is the Rita Cosby Show. hour here on the Rita Cosby show we're going to talk about more protests taking place all over New York City and this country today even though it was a snow day and it messed up their federal walkout remember employees of the Biden administration were planning to do a walkout a number of employees I contend they should be fired if they do that first off the Biden regime needs to get a handle on these protesters whether they work in the administration or not But they ended up, a number of them, just in general, people in Washington and elsewhere, protesting on Capitol Hill. So we'll talk about that. And then yesterday, if this doesn't epitomize just how horrible these protests are, uh, these protesters with their anti-Israel, anti-American rhetoric, well, they marched inside Sloan Kettering Cancer Center in New York And we're protesting down the hallways there because there are Jewish donors to Sloan Kettering Cancer Center. Guess what? There's Jewish donors probably to a lot of places. Uh, So that gives you a right to, first of all, protest and shout vile things and then go into a cancer center. That, to me, is downright despicable. When are these liberal politicians going to get a handle of some of these protesters that are clearly getting more and more vocal, more and more desperate as time goes on, and especially as we get closer and closer to the election? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Meantime, we are talking about President Trump, who had a huge victory last night. But if you listen to some of the other like MSNBC or CNN, it was like, oh, whoa, whoa, let's uh, dip out of that speech because he's saying something anti-immigrant, like seal the border, like protect America. What planet are these people on that they think it's okay to have people just come over? And if you criticize that, boy, you must be anti-immigrant. Also, you heard from Joy Reid saying that Iowa is too white and too evangelical Christian because they care about family, they care about faith, they care about protecting the country. Uh, You have a problem with that? Oh, that's got to be racist? Everything is racist with these people. It it is ridiculous. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Danny, line one. Danny, your thoughts. Rita, your show is awesome. Years ago, I called for a banning and a boycott of the left-wing slobs in the media, but nobody listened. I think they're starting to wake up now that I was right. But the thing is, the establishment wants the country to be invaded, and it's coming in strong now. They're changing the demographics of the country. They've destroyed California. They've destroyed so many different individual cities around the country. So this is your faith. When you turn on one of the greatest men well, of and, our lifetime. And by, the, and by the way, Danny, you know what? Um, I will tell you that you're right. I think when people were first, like you, I guess, and others saying uh, they're out of control, you go, wait, wait, wait. And now it is so abundantly apparent. I mean, for Jake Tapper to dip out and say, oh, that's anti-immigrant. We're not going to cover that. Uh, we have higher standards than that. Yeah, right. Give me a break.